This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. How many of you truly believe that God is good? <laughs> the more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. In Christ, there are levels. You can know Jesus as your Savior. Always crying to him for saved, for save me, Lord, save me. You know, you want him to save you. But you can also know Jesus as your Lord. As your Lord. Mm. That one changes everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. This story just comes to mind now. God bless you, you can have your seats. Let me not keep you standing. Joseph or Jacob, when the father prayed for him, I didn't plan to say this, but I, I think that was Genesis probably 28, 29 or thereabout. If you look at the scripture, when he left home and the father blessed him, the Bible says something very interesting happened. Jacob left the house. And he got to a place where he finally or eventually named the place Bethel. And the Bible says he took one of the stones of that place and he made it a pillow. Joseph was a, Jacob was a remarkable man. I don't know how a stone would become a pillow. That wouldn't be a comfortable sleep. But he turned the stone to a pillow and he put his head on it. As he did, he had an encounter with God. And an encounter is important. I pray that something happens to all of us in May that changes your Christian experience forever. There is a reason why some can't be offended. There is a reason why some can't draw back. There is a reason why some cannot be distracted. They have found something beyond religion. Jacob took one of the pillows and he made it, or one of the stones and he made it a pillow. As soon as he closed his eyes to sleep, he had a vision. An encounter with God does not have to be a dream or a vision. The Lord can cause a world to come alive. You can be in the presence of glory and see nothing. Yes. Yet the experience will never leave you. It's not, God does not only communicate through visions. When he came down, filled the room where Andrew Womack was, he saw nothing. It was not a physical experience. He did not see anything. But he knew that the presence of God was in that room and that changed his life forever. Now he's 70 something and he's still changing the world. And he lighted upon a certain place. And tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put them up for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. Next verse. And a dream, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and the top of the ladder reached heaven. And behold, angels of God ascending and descending on it. Next verse. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. The God of Isaac, the land where thou liest today, I will give to thy seed. Next verse. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. Thou shalt spread abroad and to the north, to the south. And in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. The blessing that God gave his grandpa. I am with thee. I will not leave you until I have done all that I have spoken to you. Next verse. And Jacob awake out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. Next verse. 
And he was afraid. There is something about the fear of God. How dreadful in this place. This is not but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Next verse. And Jacob arose in the morning. And he took the stone that he had put for his pillows. And set it up for a pillar. Everybody say from pillow to pillar. Amen. Anyway, something happened to Jacob. You know, Abraham had made a spiritual transaction in this place. One day, Abraham got to this place called Bethel, and he offered a sacrifice to God. God is not only interested in people or persons. God is also interested in places. When God visits a place, a residue is left in that place. It can be something to remind people of God, or it can also be an idol that people begin to worship. But that place ceases to be the same. So Abraham offered something to God. And God came down and spoke to Abraham on these same spots. Now, there was no record that Isaac, Abraham's son, went to this place. But you see, the grandson, Jacob, this goes to say, whether it's a blessing, blessings are transgenerational in nature. There are things that God gives to you that your great-grandchildren will benefit from. Yes, Causes are also transgenerational in, in nature. They don't end by themselves. See, when a spiritual transaction is made, an angel stays in that place. There is a way that we worship so much and the prayers of God descend. For instance, let's say all of us fall on our faces on the altar. This place then becomes a consecrated place. We might pack out of this place to another venue, but the deposit will not leave this place. Somebody might just come there one day, we will not know why. Maybe they've turned it now to a furniture company, maybe whatever, and one of the workers one day comes to this area and he tries to take a nap and he sees a vision and he's not even a Christian. And he's wondering what happened here. It's a counter with God begins because some people have made a transaction with God that has remained in that place. Are you following me? Yes, sir. So there are many examples like that in the Bible. It was the mountain where Abraham wanted to sacrifice Isaac. That was the mountain that the angel got to in the time of David with a sword of destruction in his hand. When he saw Jerusalem, ah, he stayed. Then the prophet told David that go and offer sacrifice. And David did on a certain spot and God told the angel that shield your soul is enough. That same spot where Abraham, Isaac, I read also that the same place was where the temple of Solomon was and they are arguing about this. That was probably the same place where Jesus was crucified. Mount Moriah, they said Mount Calvary was one of the mountains of Mount Moriah. I don't know, but I read it somewhere. And then, so Jesus, so God reckons with places. So because Abraham had an encounter with God in Bethel, it was a quiet deal between Abraham and God. Then the grandson came there one day. There was no record that Jacob ever saw any vision in his life before this time. Two things led to this. The place he got to and what he came out with. Because before he left the house, the father blessed him and transfer Abrahamic covenant to him. And when these words are said to you, something changes in your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So that was what happened to Abraham. And then Jacob came. So that night, he had an encounter with God. The first time was going to hear God speak to him directly. But what do we take from this story? Uh, beyond the encounter the guy had with God or beyond what happened with his grandpa Abraham, which we might go to in a later, but something changed in Jacob. When he got to that place, he took the, pill, uh, the stone and he made the stone a pillow. Jesus is the chief cornerstone. He was the stone and Jacob did not know. Now listen, it was also the rock that followed them through the wilderness. The Bible said they drowned from the rock. That was why God was angry when Moses smote the rock instead of talking to the rock. 
Because the rock was not a thing. The rock was a person. He was here to reveal himself in no covenant, but he followed them. Many times he visited the earth. He was the fourth person that they saw in the burning fire of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king said, looks like the son of God, the fourth man. Several times Jesus visited old covenants, but they did not know him. He was in the world. The world was made by him and the world didn't know him. Hallelujah. Are, are you getting me? So, but something happened to Jacob. Jesus can be a pillow to you. You rest on a pillow. You derive comfort from a pillow. That is what happened to Christian babes. Which some have remained forever. Where the Lord is your savior, is your pillow. You cry on pillow. You get comfort from pillow. Your cuddle pillow. But after an encounter with God, hey. Jacob said to himself, hey. This stone is not a pillow. This stone is a pillar. And he poured oil on the same stone. Yesterday it was a pillow. But after an encounter, he could no more put his head on the pillar. He erected it as a pillar and he worshiped the pillar. You can lean on Jesus or you can bow to Jesus. Are you with me? Yes, Those who have had an encounter with the Lord, it ceases to be Savior, it becomes Lord. Yes, sir. You don't go to God's presence. Some of us cannot pray the prayer so people pray. I will feel like, of course, God will do that, but I will feel like I will receive a knock on my head. To wake up and be giving orders to God as I go out, protect me, guide mommy, guide. Is it your around boy? Or to wake up after Shabbat in heaven with worship. Here am I. What do you want me to do? That's why I like that song. Look what you've done for me. He said, what can I do for you, my Lord? It's not a question of what you can do for me. What can I do? This is the language of those who are deep in Christ. It is about receiving orders from the master, not giving master's order. Children give us order and we obey. Mommy, I shall come and buy this. But you see, when that child becomes 18, if your daughter is three, he can say even to you, the father, that I want to eat. And you don't consider it an insult. She's just three. But imagine your daughter is 17. She comes back from school and she's watching African magic. And she says, Mommy, I'm hungry. You like living like, hungry for what? A slap or real food? Because that is very insulting to say that. Uh -uh. I mean, you, you wonder that. Are you okay? You are 19, you are sitting down there, you are telling me you are hungry. So I should go to the kitchen. But see, there was a time she could say that and you will run around, you will respond. That means God doesn't treat. So this is why when people first of all give their life to Christ, the Lord begins to send things to encourage you. After a while, God tells that boy, get out, grow out of that. You are no more supposed to be eating uh, milk. Now you need solid food. And this is the point where some people get angry with God. Because forever they want a pillow. Teddy bear. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you with me? And one of the messages that God is sending to the church now is that people should become, people should see him as Lord. As Lord. And I want to talk about one of the ways of joining into this thing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel like I said this again. That there is no place that God visits that we ever forget. If God visits you in your room, something happens to that room beyond you. Yeah. See, the presence of the Lord is so powerful. There was a man that he sat on his bed when Jesus walked into his room. He said even the wall, he just read all the walls too. He did not know that the walls in the room were alive. So when Jesus comes, everything becomes, because himself is life. If he walks on this wall, you find out that there is life inside this room. Because wherever he gets to life, surges from everything. And the man said when he saw him, he fell with his head on the floor. And he was not injured. Then he began to say that he too used to think, when I see him, I will ask questions. Really? <laughs> 
If you see Jesus and you're able to ask questions, you must be a supernatural being. His presence will melt you. The glory of that person is too much. It will have to help you to survive that encounter. Encounters are not easy to stop. So that's why at times it can appear to people in a dream. They find just from afar to pass a message. But a divine appearance in your room or whatever is not easy to go by. Men, you might be sick for some days of flesh. Because woman body is not designed to carry that weight of glory. That's why when he wants to appear many times, he demands that people take time to fast so that the flesh can be suppressed and the spirit is more alive. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes, sir. <laughs> glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There is a way, and one of it is one I just want to speak on briefly, at least to begin to talk about this morning. We are looking at a man after God's heart. I want to show you something first of all from Daniel. Daniel chapter um, 9 verse 23. Daniel 9 23. We will take it off from here next week. But let's read. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Know that word, greatly beloved. It's not that word, beloved. Daniel 10, 11. Now, this is an angel attesting to the fact that Daniel will love you so much there. Let me ask you a question. What weight do you carry before God? How weighty are you? And what does the angel watching over you think of you? He said, Oh, Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Look at that face again. Now, verse 19 of this same chapter. And he said, Oh man, greatly beloved. The angel considered it a privilege to be sent to Daniel. It must have been like, so this is the guy that they are conversing about in heaven. And he said, you know what? Over there, you are greatly loved. Daniel, you are special. Once you are born again, God loves you, but God does not necessarily trust you. Love is because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Trust is a matter of the weight that we carry in the kingdom. And it's in dimensions. When God said to Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, leave your father's house and he left. Then in chapter, that was one dimension. Then in chapter 15, the Bible says, God showed Abraham the stars. And he says, so shall your descendant be. And Abraham believed God. And the Bible said, God counted it for righteousness. Another level of trust started that day. But you see, the day Abraham sacrificed Isaac, the expression of the angel, Genesis 22, he said, now I know that you fear me. The question is, didn't God know Abraham in chapter 12? Knowing is in categories. God knows you, but not at a certain level. And the way you are known up there is directly proportional to the spiritual authority that you carry. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. In Genesis 18, when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, shall I add my plan from Abraham? He said, I know him, that I will command the disciples. As at that time, Abraham had built a track record of obedience that were not very popular to God. And God said that this one, he has reached a level where I can reveal my plan to him. Now, you know, the three angels, God and the two angels, when they finished eating, Abraham gave them a soul to eat. <laughs> that was the first time they ate a soul in the Bible. <laughs> and when they finished eating, they were going to execute their mission. And God wanted to share something with Abraham. And God was talking to himself. Shall I hide my plan from Abraham? Seeing that Abraham... Ah, Lord, I don't want to digress. One day, I think we'll talk about Moses. When I started talking about Abraham, now somebody just will call to me. 
how mighty Moses was. As you recall to that, Moses wrote Genesis, Exodus, and some of these passages. Moses wrote what God said in his heart. Who told Moses? Moses journeyed so much into God that he heard the heartbeat of God. For instance, in Genesis chapter 8, when Noah came out of the ark, the Bible said, as Noah offered a sacrifice to God, God said in his heart, I will not wipe away the heart again. He didn't say with his mouth. And Moses recorded it. Moses, who came hundreds of years after that, recorded not only the acts of God that he was not there, even the talk. The more I know you. <laughs> Some men that work with God, though. No wonder Moses could persuade God to forgive, and God had no choice. Say, God is not a man that should learn, now it's not a man that should repent. But Moses made him to repent two times. And the Bible says, and God repented. This weight that this man carries with God, that by revelation, Moses was writing not only the art of God 200 years before him, he also wrote the thought of God. What God did not even say to men who were alive that time. Moses that was not there captured it. This is deep. So again, God stood. Abraham was what I was beside God. And God said to him, said, shall I add my plan from Abraham? As God was contemplating, should I tell Abraham? And then God said to Abraham that we are going to discuss Sodom and Gomorrah. We didn't want to tell you when we're eating in your house. Because <laughs> you might take the food away. Because your cousin is there. <laughs> he said, but we are going to Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham was like, if you find 50 righteous men. But God gave the reason for showing Abraham. And that's what I'm interested in. He said, I cannot hide my plan from Abraham. He said, sin. Abraham will become great. He said, for I know him. Verse 19 again. This is very powerful. God's testimony of a man. For I know him that he will command his children. <laughs> God was already, as at this time, Abraham was here to have Isaac. And God was already bragging ahead of time that none of Abraham's children were stray. He said, because this guy I'm looking at, he is too consistent to fail track record. You know, we say this that you have a track record of keeping your word. But do you have a track record also with God? He asks with us, do you have with him? Hallelujah. So this is again a dimension in Abraham of God knowing Abraham. He said, I am sure. So based on the fact that what I know about Abraham, I will reveal this thing to him. The access you have into the realm of the spirit is directly proportional to the level of trust that they have put over your life. And in that one, it's not by faith. It is as God observes your Christian life on a daily basis. There is a level of consistency that your devotion gets to. That God is sure that in the next 30 years, you are one of the people that something should be revealed to. And there is a level of instability. And I see this. Oscillation. You are here today, there tomorrow. And God says that the way she is, just give minor, minor things. We can't build something strong on this one. She is too fragile to carry it. These things are not done by God. They are determined by men. As he checks you out. Hallelujah. Then when Abraham laid down Isaac, God said, now I know that you fear me. Abraham would have been like, sorry, Lord, I thought you knew. When you told me to leave the old family and I left them, you should know. When you spoke to me, I was barren. You promised I would have a child and I believed you against all odds. You called the righteousness. You should know. You knew me when you told me your plan about the Sodom and Gomorrah. What do you mean by now that now I know? And God would have been like, you see, levels. That this is the highest level you have demonstrated now. Now, the all of my kingdom will trust you now and forever. Even those who will come in Christ as Christians will still be called Abraham's seed. He said, Because I trust you. Abraham has a special place in heaven than none of us. I don't know whether it was, whether it's one of the 24 elders that sit before God, but the elders are people who will unravel the mystery behind the elders one day. Who are the 24 elders before the throne of God? And people know that in heaven there are courtrooms, councils are taken. Him. 
Heaven sit over your case at times. Sometimes God allowed the elders to have a say in what is about to do on the face of the earth. Yes. And at times your name appears in heaven for consideration in the courtroom of heaven. There's a courtroom of heaven. Yes. And they can just say that, see, she's not yet ready. When you're about to be anointed, with the kind of anointing that opens nations, the discussion will first of all happen in heaven. They don't just give out that kind of thing. Are you following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is why believers should learn to be consistent. But I, I'm just touching about, you know, <laughs> hallelujah. Let me stop this way. Is somebody with me? Yes, we just want to begin talking about men after God's heart, but this is just at the beginning. Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. And Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. What did Paul say about Enoch or Jude? Jude says something. And then mm, Paul also said, Roman, Hebrews 11. He said before he was taken, he had a testimony that he pleased God. Enoch lived 65 years. So when he was 65, men of those days they were special. By now, 65 is a grandpa, but he's just getting married at 65. And begat Methuselah. Next verse. And Enoch walked with God. After he began Methuselah, 300 years. And he began. Now, it's like the Bible is emphasizing the father. This guy walked with God, started on, on a particular day. After his 65th birthday. What the Bible says was him Enoch walked with God after. Now, we don't know. It depends on how you check it in Hebrew, Greek, whether the Bible is just talking about the remaining years which you work with God, or that was when the work started. But Enoch worked with God. Now, the Bible says he began sons and daughters. We don't name names of the daughters. Next verse. All the days of Enoch were 365 years. Next verse. Then the Bible goes back to say again for the second time. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not for God took him. There is a book called the Book of Enoch. I'm not saying you should read it, there is a controversy on it. The Bible is enough. Jude chapter 1 Enoch walked with God. Men and brethren, how many people are walking with God? How many people are about to start a journey with God that the track record begins? Jude, the servant of Lord, one way he said, Enoch, the seventh man from Adam. Interestingly, was the seventh man from Adam. One of the verses there. Hallelujah. And Enoch also, the seventh man from Adam, prophesied this saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. Enoch was about 4,000 years, not 400. Before Jesus. And Enoch saw Jesus in glory. He saw the appearance at the battle of Armageddon. Enoch began to, what they would call yarn. He began to say things. They were too heavy for his generation. So God took him. His revelation was too much for his time. So God said that, when he began to say that, I see the Lord. Uh, Enoch was on earth. He began to see the days of Jesus on earth. Uh, God said that, who said that? They said Enoch. He said, bring him here. That one is too expensive for the hearts. This is bigger than the word. That was what Paul was saying that it caused people to say, of whom the word was not worthy. Yeah. That means certain men have worked on hearts. They were too big for the heart, so God had to take them. Enoch journeyed to heaven severally. According to record, at a point they could not tell whether Enoch was living on earth or in heaven. Men and brothers, see, spiritual things are powerful. Ah, all this prayer for provision. If you have power with God, things that you will move, then you will give, you will begin to remove your attention from Facebook and all those things. Those who have power from God in the place of prayer, you know what it means when you have the ability to lock and open any door at will. For your sake, against 10,000 others. God can change a policy in the nation for your sake. And I tell you, it has nothing to do with you. 
You can wake up in the morning and make a decree that enough of this wickedness. You will speak from your room. And in Bauchi, your word is affected. This is what God wants people to come into. That materialism is stopping many people. Why is she sad? A, a boy left him. They're like, ah. <laughs> Why is she sad? She lost some money. Oh, this one. And this idea that people, there are levels, realms are calling your name. That come here, come here, brethren. A man after God's heart. I want to ask you a question. If Jesus tarries, when your time is up, what will be said about you? And what are you transferring to your children? Will they wake up one day and recognize that even if we don't know God, or daddy knew him, or mommy knew him? Because they have seen a raw, a naked demonstration of God's power from you in the house. In the days of all the days of scripture, these were not pastors. Tap was not running. The children turned the tide and they knew that they had to go and fair water and they were scared. They were sad. So why are you saying that there is no water? So you think I was asking to go and fair water. The father just went to the tap. He held the tap before four children. He said, in the name of Jesus, Jesus is the water of life. And released and opened the tap and water started flowing. No matter what a colleague will tell that your son is cool. He has seen God face to face. Nobody can talk him out of it. That is part of training a child the way he should go. When he's old. One day, I know a man, they were broke. He told the boy, you want to go to school, you need money. I too need money. Say, let's do that together. The boy was on the The father was there and they prayed. Say, how much do you need? The guy mentioned the amount. The father mentioned his own amount. And he mentioned that the storehouse should be filled with food. By evening, a stranger appeared, gave everything they needed, supernatural. That boy went to school singing songs. We don't only introduce Jesus to our children with theory. Theory can be taken away by superior theory. And schools all over the world are rejecting Jesus and rejecting prayer and teaching them philosophy. But you see, no child will deny. When you tell the child, you call your son and say, pray for this person. And he sees the power of God immediately. He has become a partaker of it. Nobody can talk him out of it. No matter how young that boy is, what he has experienced, brothers are talking to, he can keep quiet for them, but inside he will know that, no, I experienced this myself. So nobody can tell me. Oh God. This is what we should. <laughs> Hallelujah. Zuskalamande. I don't know whether it was uh, John G. Lake. The children straight, they walk away from God. It was in Africa, in America, they talk about the one that died in an accident. As he was dying on the bed, he told the doctor, he said, if, you, if, if only daddy can get here on time, I will not die. There were people that denied Jesus. They got angry, you know, children, too much comfort. Then they walked away from Christ. On his deathbed, as doctor was checking him and he was dying, he told the doctor, dad is in South Africa. He said, if they can bring daddy here now, I know I will not die. I have seen too many people healed under him. I just know, if that man touches me, Jesus will forgive me and I'll be well. But that was not there. Because you must know God for yourself. Brother and brethren, what I'm sharing with you is the only way out in this last day. So everything is against our faith. But to a man of supernatural, there's nothing to worry about. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Even when the old world turns, when they've turned against God before, Elijah brought them back. He said, if God is God, serve him. Say, I love Elijah. They that know their God. Ah, yeah. He had not prayed. He asked them to pour water. Confidence. He said, pour it again. And the water was flowing. Imagine the whole city pouring the water. That would be over 200,000 buckets. Then when it was time, he had one hour to deadline. Oh, God. I like Elijah. He could have prayed for money. He didn't pray until deadline. He was so sure that one sentence she means to bring down fire. You see, the prophet of Baal, they consented to that deal. Baal could bring fire. Magicians, when Moses threw down, they did the same thing. Baal could bring fire. But Elijah has shot Baal first. If I tell you now that if I walk up to you, sir, and I say, 
um, you bring five million, I'll bring five million. Whoever wins table tennis out of us. The first you want to know is that my ability to play before you drop your money. <laughs> because you don't bet with a person in where he has an advantage over you. If you can run and a young sprinter says that let's put five, five million and the winner will take the third. <laughs> like, no, let's not do running. Let's play chess. You are going to come from the angle. If the prophet of Baal had not been calling down fire, they wouldn't have agreed to that deal. They just felt, ah, is it not to call down fire? It was a cheap thing. But Elijah, before he proposed that deal, so what happened was that God called Baal that morning. Because God is the God of all gods. He said, Baal, sit down there. Your children will call upon you today if they bore you well. Answer. <laughs> Baal knew that day that he was going to lose 450 prophets and was going to lose an entire nation. As we were calling Baal, they were cutting themselves with knives. It was pending Baal, but God had told Baal. He was sorrow. That says something. So he said, Baal, as, ah, they were like, it's not always like this. When we come back, fire will come. But that particular, the Baal said, no children, even me. I'm in trouble. Or God don't talk, say, me, I don't respond. And Elisha said, come on, come on. He said, maybe he's sleeping. He said, maybe he's gone on a journey. When it was Elisha's turn, he said, everybody come to my side. He said, first of all, go and, go and, go and fetch water. For they that know their God. He said, oh God, let them know. And the Bible said, before he finished talking, the fire did not only consume the The fire licked the water. Water should quench fire, but this fire quenched water. Took in everything. And everybody bowed their head and they said, the Lord is God. The Lord is God. Ah. Marvelous are your ways. They that know their God. He rejoined us vision one day. You know, John is a pilot in America. The Lord showed him a lot of things. I've been to his church once in North Carolina. It's a very massive place. But he's a prophet. He's not even a pastor. He doesn't really pastor like that. When he started having those encounters and out-of-body experience, Jesus took him to everyone. He just saw from everyone. He saw that. Water that represented revival. Water like a stream. And the enemies were coming to modulate to stop it. And he was at the valley and they were all afraid. And these enemies had boar and arrow and everything coming down from the mountain to take over the water. And he said that two elders just appeared. And they were talking casually as if they didn't see the army descending. He almost went to them that guys, <laughs> you are just casually. Can't you see that? We are, they are coming, they are coming. Said the elders, they waited for the enemies to come close enough. And what the elders did surprise. The enemies were ready to throw things inside the water. One of the elders just went to the water, dipped a cup there, and gave the four soldiers that wanted to attack him part of it to drink. And that one got converted. They converted the entire host. Wow. And water was preserved. He was shocked. You see, when you get to the realm of the spirit, when you are taken up, you wow. discover that wow. the anxiety or not, God is not anxious about anything. The joy and the serenity of heaven, they are not perturbed by what is going on or that. Oh Lord, would it be an end of, to Christianity? Heaven, heaven has its own agenda and they believe that their plans cannot fail. So they are not bothered. That's why when they appear, they first of all say, peace be still. Now what is worrying you? Don't worry, peace. Hallelujah. Glory. He's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him. Is it not a beautiful thing for God to call you beloved? Not only to call your name. He doesn't just say damn it. Say damn it the beloved. God, God addresses men like that also, but not all men. Not all women. He, he does. It's about track record. What's your record with God? It begins by getting to a point where quality, the David said, early will I seek you. Psalm 63 verse 1 and Psalm 42 verse 1. Oh Lord, you are my God. Oh God, now my God, early I will seek you. My soul tests for thee. My flesh long after thee. 
I will continue from here. God by the grace of God recognizes when people love him. God knows that not all Christians love God. Some are here to use him. Some are with him because they are afraid that if they are not with him, he will destroy them. Some are there because they feel they need him. But there are some that love God. They love God. They love him. Hallelujah. Some love God. God is sure that they love him. Some truly love God. Some love God. Not everybody. And God knows that some love him. That they are so passionate about him. That they will do anything for him. That they will go to any land for him. And that their heart beats for him. He knows. At that level, there's nothing good that will be withheld from you. Yes. See, this is bigger than fasting. You can fast and not know him. This is not to downplay fasting. We believe in fasting. We believe so much in fasting that we fast over and over again. But I'm just saying that this is bigger than fasting. Yes. You know, one time I was listening to uh, Apostle Seaman and he was telling, he was saying something that one guy knew fasted for 400 days. He said himself he was shocked. And at the end of the day, I don't think the guy carries one, up to one-tenth of the anointing that he carries. And he said they could remember that his own, he penetrated it when he was in A.B. Uzaria with mad love for God. He said, Pastor, which is still what is guiding me now. He said, God, God coming forth in everything, in everything, in everything. God coming forth in everything, in everything. Sincerely speaking, I've seen him go to places where there are not just more than 300 in the play, pro program. And to catch a flight at the airport, you see him leaving 4 a.m. Most of the meetings that we have hosted, the boy in Lagos and Abiyokuta, all of them don't take, the package, package of the hotel will include breakfast, but they don't. Because by 4 a.m. they're out. Breakfast starts at 6.30 in many hotels. To the airport to go, and then you call him, it's another place, another place. And he will say that, Pastor, you know, we do this thing because we love God. And it is true. Where God is sure that you love him, that you obey him. Now, anytime he tells you something, that is what goes. And by the time you begin this journey, you'll be tested. You'll be tested. Hallelujah. And from time to time, God will continue to test. Just plant a test here, a test here, to be sure of the temperature of your love for him. It moves God when it's love. God wants to be loved. Yes, he loves to be loved. That you shower your love. I bring you more than a song for the song in itself. It's not what some Christians don't know. That it's not the song itself. It is the art behind the song. I love you, Lord. The Lord is looking beyond what you are saying. Do you? Do you? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Let's rise. Is someone blessed this morning? Men after God's heart. Men who found God. Men who followed God. Uh, we will continue. See, it's a very powerful topic. Because we are going to extract David. What got him that title? That's where we are going. So this is just introduction. We are going to look at David. We are going to look at Daniel. Men who conquer God's heart. By the time it gets to a point where God feels that he cannot do something in your generation without first of all telling you. Yes. The Bible says, ah. <laughs> many years ago I read, Jesus came to rejoin us room. Life filled the old room and Jesus appeared and Jesus touched him five times. He became lifeless on the bed. And Jesus turned to go and turned back and said that, Bob Jones will explain to you the meaning of the five touches. I Jonah was wondering, Lord, you touch me five times. First, second, third, fourth, fifth. And he said it meant something. He said, but a man called Bob Jones will tell you the meaning of what I've done now. And when Jonah saw Bob Jones, he, without saying a word, Bob Jones said, you've had an encounter. 
He said, I can see it on your face. One. He said, number two. He said, when I wanted to pray in the morning, I saw that the old heaven stood up. And I said, the last time I saw that was when Jesus crossed over to come and visit somebody or not. Many of you don't know that because it's the Lord of all. Even clouds will recognize Jesus. When he comes to visit you, every element that he passes by on the way, they will stand to honor him because he's Lord of all. I told the, the man that, that was telling me, he never knew that words could come alive. He said, just notice, he was reading the Bible. He said, the world just changed and came alive like they were speaking. Then he said that somebody just walking through the wall. Said so when I saw him, my head said so I I moved from the bed like this upside down, landed on my head, on the floor, and he was never injured. The glory was too much for him, and Jesus said one or two things, and just left. He said he did not vanish. He was just going, and he didn't see him anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah! Even when they appeared together, thinking as a nurse. He broke his arm and he sat on the hospital bed. Not just walk out and he was waiting. So when somebody came, he turned to the knock. He said he had the old footstep all the way. And instead of the nurse, it was Jesus. Even though that one, he didn't come with full light. He came as a man. Okay, even at that, he said he opened his right, he couldn't close it. When he saw him, the glory was much. And he sat beside him and spoke to him for about 45 minutes about his ministry. I said the same thing. He just got up and he was going. He just didn't see him again. Lord Lord, I told him about when T.L. Osborne saw him. 6 a.m. in the morning. He didn't see a word. He looked at T.L. Osborne. He just smiled and vanished. The guy couldn't get up till 3 in the afternoon from the floor. He was crying. He was worshipping. He was crying. And that's what we always happen to where you see. It's not an angel. Angels, they look at intimidate you. But when Jesus shows up, <laughs> it doesn't do that to people feel bad. It's because power. Yes. At least we've heard Apostle Man talking about his own house that when he stretched his hand towards him, he said he did not know he didn't die. The thunder that came. And he said that for days it was not normal. They thought he was mad. For days. The light that came was too much. If the thing blew him off, and when he came alive to eat food, food for where? There was a meeting I went for. The effect of the anointing was so strong. Early in the morning, I saw oil on my bed. To touch anything matter was a problem. I was like, my parents did not know why. I mean, I just came by hand. Because all through that day, I was not normal. My head spinning, the presence was so strong. Just a meeting. Better, brother, you know, why share this with us? Let us cross over from mundane things to real Christianity. You don't need to be a pastor, but you must be a man of God. A man after God's heart. In your place of work, you can decree a thing. Cano cannot be bound by your words. Everyone will say that a saint has spoken in the Kedja Lagos. And oh word, hear him. Ooh. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Charles and Francis Alter. You know about them. They were traveling one time and Francis was the one that sat and saw a mighty angel sitting on the wing of the plane. He had just sat there majestically. And he told the husband, he said, look, look at that guy. There is an angel on, on the wing of the plane. Just, just sit down there. And shortly after that, the pilot announced that there was going to be and then everybody started panicking. And they began to laugh. They were asking for more food. He said, the Lord has sent. He said, that's why the Lord showed me that the guy. So I won't even bother to panic. It has happened to Pastor Nibu before so. That they announced that the plane was going to crash. And everybody was. About Nibu, he turned to the guy beside him. I said, can I have your food? <laughs> the man said, I'm sorry, do you speak English? The man said, do you understand English? He told him, I just spoke English to you now. Because the man was saying, did you hear what the pilot said? That one, they are giving a plate of food. He was shaking, shaking. Well, anyway, he said, can I have your food? The man said, sorry, do you speak English? He said, I just spoke English to you now. He said, so did you hear what the pilot said? So I heard. The man just gave me. And when he finished eating, the pilot announced that, oh, that they told him for a control tower, but that there's no problem again. <laughs> but food has... <laughs> they that know their God... 
They that know their God. Hallelujah. They that know their God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise. Shalabashtandar. See, one of the days of COVID, in the night I was here, I know they said you must not move between uh, till 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. So I was praying. So around two, they took light. Everything looked boring here. I was just pacing up and down here praying. So I just sat down the car and started driving home. So around uh, somewhere around Secretary, the police stopped me. And they were so serious that I was saying, I arrested people even jogging. And they said, Come, did you hear that? I can't remember exactly what I said. Where are you coming from? I don't know what I said. I don't know what the guy heard. He went to meet his boss. And he said he's a doctor and they are free to move around. And the boss said, that, oh, say you're a doctor, so go. <laughs> I said, really? <laughs> that was a spiritual doctor. <laughs> Not a native doctor. <laughs> he said, go. And I left. I said, wow, well, you are wonderful. I don't know what the guy told. I didn't tell him I was a doctor. Because I'm not a doctor and I can't lie. I was already paid out there. I was doing that because I cannot tell lies. I don't tell lies. But it's, and I wasn't going to say emergency or anything. But he said, doctor. I'm sure the Lord just confused him. He just said that, doctor. Hallelujah. We are pressing into something. That is what the month of May is all about. Glory to God. Is someone blessed? Shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Father. We thank you for your word. Help us to be doers and not hearers only. Help us to walk in the reality of this word. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.